You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, episode 32, We're Not All the Same. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. Hello, hello, my friends. Happy holiday season. I am recording this episode right after Thanksgiving. And on Thanksgiving morning, I got the sweetest Facebook message and I wanted to share with all of you. I got a Facebook message from Rosie in the United Kingdom And she is currently an event management student. And this is about the third message that I've gotten from students at other universities. And Rosie's message just touched my heart so much. She was talking about how she was introduced to this channel through one of her tutors and that she just loved the values and the vision and connected with me on Facebook. And I absolutely love that. So if you're listening, Rosie... Hello, and thank you so much for that message. It truly made my day. One of the questions that's often asked is, what kind of superpower would you like to have? I know that seems like a silly transition or an an interesting question to ask on an event podcast, but I always have the same answer for that question. My answer is always the ability to read minds at will. So not like in the movie, What Women Want, but more like I can look at you and willingly want to read your mind. I am such a direct person. I always speak my mind and it gets me into trouble. I should definitely say that. But I am a person who does not like to sugarcoat things. I think the best way to handle confrontation is head on. Of course, being respectful and polite, but not beating around the bush or harboring these internal feelings. And so sometimes in a professional setting, this can be refreshing. It's interesting because in my intro to events class, I talk about all the different career choices in our industry. And there's just so many different career choices. You can be on the planning side, the venue side, the supplier side. And then within planning, you can go into corporate or association or independent. And there's just so many nuances in there. Within association, you can also be in medical, which has its own separate set of regulations and rules. There's just so many different areas. And the industry, especially the industry associations like PCMA or MPI or NACE, these industry associations recognize all of these different unique sectors and they create targeted programming for these these different groups. And it's so frustrating to me especially uh, with industry associations, that all faculty seem to be lumped together into one group. Just like in the industry, we don't assume that, hey, you're a meeting planner, so that 100% means that you are a wedding planner. Every single event planner is a wedding planner. And it's fascinating to me, even within academia, sometimes administrators 
just assume that event planning is wedding planning. And thankfully, that's not like this at my university, but I definitely know in former universities, the administrators might say, well, it's cool that event management is bringing in so many students, but there's not enough jobs for everybody because there's only so many weddings. And you just kind of wanted to strangle them just a little bit. Like this is a multi-billion dollar industry. We are a serious independent career. And it's just a little frustrating. And so the industry recognizes that all of these meeting professionals, these business event strategists, are all unique and different, but yet faculty are all treated the same. And I have to give some major credit to PCMA. They had invited me to come speak at one of their board of directors meetings a couple years ago when Deborah Sexton was CEO. She and I had a really great conversation. I was the PCMA faculty chair at the time, and we just had this really great conversation about how all faculty are not the same. Not every college is the same. You have some teaching colleges, some research colleges. The programs themselves might not be the same. Uh, and as particularly the faculty, their appointments are not the same. And so sometimes industry professionals might automatically say the faculty might be outdated or teaching from a book or they only care about research or, you know, so there's so many different assumptions that are made about the generic term of faculty. And so PCMA had invited me down. They flew me down to their board of directors meeting and gave me a pretty significant chunk of time to just explain the intricacies of universities and the programs and the different types of faculty and really kind of opening up that world. And one of the things that I love so much about PCMA is just their focus on quality education and innovative education and focus on students because students really are the next generation of professionals and they're not doing things the same way, the way that things have always been done. And so I've had some comments in my general direction along the lines of, wow, Kristen, we wish all faculty were like you. And while that's meant to be a compliment, it's actually a little bit frustrating because part of what makes faculty programs, academia so great is that we are all just a little bit different. And just like the concept of learning styles where some people are more auditory or more tactile or kinetic and, you know, there's all these different learning styles. Well, people learn from from different types of, of teaching and different faculty, and that's okay. There's some faculty who are more parent-like, more mom style. There are some faculty you feel like you're in the presence of a superstar, and therefore you hang on every single word that they say. You have some people who are storytellers. You have some people that just have really high standards. You have some faculty that are a mix of all of them. Uh, and you have some faculty that, that are very specific in one of their styles. And some faculty are outdated and some faculty are not outdated. And we're all just unique people. And so when I sit there and, and I'm like, okay, we recognize that the industry is made up of all of these sectors. 
where you could be an association planner or a corporate planner or a supplier. And then within that, we recognize that there are good meeting planners, there are excellent meeting planners, and there are some meeting planners who maybe need to uh, improve some of their skills in different aspects. But yet, then we look at academia and faculty, and we're like, okay, you are faculty. There you go. You are faculty. You are outdated, and you all teach from a book. You are faculty. And it's just so frustrating. I knew that this podcast would get a little bit ranty, but I really, truly, as I'm sitting here, I've been asked to do a lot of things. I've been speaking for different organizations. I've been doing a lot of trainings and a lot of workshops. And I keep hearing this this word or this statement of, wow, Kristen, we wish all the faculty were like you. And, you know, it's I am me. And that is great. But there are so many other great faculty out there. And that's great because we all learn from each other. Now, in terms of appointments, what that really means is what your job description says. And so there are some faculty who are 100% teaching. There are a large chunk of faculty that are at research universities. So maybe they're approximately half teaching, half research. And then I have kind of a unique appointment, which I, I love. I love UNL and I love my appointment. My appointment is teaching an extension. And so a lot of people don't know what extension necessarily means or represents. So I like to tell people, you know, the research part is where you're generating knowledge. You're learning new knowledge. And teaching is kind of transmitting that knowledge. I am teaching to a student or to people in my class, and I am transmitting that knowledge. And extension is that ability to really apply that knowledge. Now, of course, there are clearly overlaps between this concept of transmitting and applying because a lot of teaching does apply that knowledge. But extension kind of gives me credit for being on, on boards and being part of organizations and, and really gives me credit for the things that I do in the community and the workshops and the training and the speaking, which is unique, actually, because there's not a lot of hospitality programs that have extension. Very, very few actually have extension. The concept of extension really came from an agricultural uh, his, historically, it's a lot of agriculture. So there's a couple programs that have extension. Um, but then even within extension, I think I might be the only event management focused person that has extension. I know that there's some tourism and some food extension appointments, but specific to events. And that kind of makes this unique. I get credit for doing these podcasts. I get credit for doing the Friday webinar series that I do. Uh, And I'm actually thinking, spoiler alert, kind of a sneak peek, we are going to be doing another podcast that is the original concept of events are everything, which I had originally wanted to do. This podcast was going to be that. And then it kind of morphed into this, which I love, and it's a great outlet. And we've made such an impact on so many people, just like we were talking about. But I'm, I have this passion of this one idea that I really want to get out in the universe and look at it super in depth. And I'm really excited to launch that in the spring. 
And so we're entering into December. I don't know when you are going to hear this. I know that we've been releasing a lot of episodes and some people are, are playing catch up. But starting December 1st, we have a changeover. Now, one of the things that I always talk about is that I don't view my students as students. I view them as professionals in training. And I'm always lobbying for the students. At my previous university, we were talking about doing some marketing and and updating some marketing. And I said, well, why don't we let the students do it? Like, why don't we bring it into a class and get the student input? Because at the end of the day, that marketing is towards the students, right? They are our target market and we have a marketing class. So why not pull that in as a really cool hands-on project where the students could actually see their work being implemented? And one particular faculty member was like, but they're just students. And that mindset just kills me. What's the difference between a senior second semester student that's about to graduate and three months later when they do graduate and we expect them to be professionals in the workforce? There's nothing magical that happens. You don't walk across the stage and flip your cap from the from the left to right and then all of a sudden all of this magical wisdom is just imparted in you because you have graduated these real life projects in this application is what prepares students these professionals in training for the workforce and so this podcast though we don't talk about it too often this podcast is actually completely run by students except for the time that i'm sitting in front of the microphone and talking we have students that do all the editing all of the stuff behind the scenes is done by students all of the transcription and all of the editing of the transcript is done by students all of the pictures that you see on the podcast the uploads all of it's done by students and so I have this great student team that I'm working with throughout this year, and it would be very easy for me to sit there and say, okay, Allie, you've been doing the podcast, and you're excellent and great, and and now I'm set until May, right? I've trained her, we've worked together, we figured out all the kinks, and now I'm set for the year. But that's not where students learn. Yes, that would be easier for me to do as a supervisor, but instead I'm saying, okay, Allie, you did this first semester. You're epic and you're awesome. Now I'm like, okay, time to move on to something new. So now we take Allie off the podcast and we give her something new for the spring. And now one of the other students I'm working with, she was doing something for the fall. And I'm like, okay, now it's your time. You're going into the podcast. And yes, that can be interesting and it does take time, but that is why we're here, right? It's not to make my life easier. This is why I became a professor because I just love having this this ability to work with students that are passionate and caring and industry professionals that are passionate and caring. Is it perfect? No, but is it professional? Yes, and that is what we are always aiming for. And so with that, starting December 1st, Addison will now be taking over all of the editing of the podcast. I give the students creative liberties to make it their own as well. And so I encourage you to stay tuned, to keep logging in, but you might notice some changes and know that that is A-OK, and that is what we are aiming for. 
So I wish you all a healthy and happy holiday season. And thank you so much for taking the time to make the time. I'll talk with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.